Oh 
made me glad. Jesus, you have made me glad. Jesus, you have made me glad. Jesus, you have brought joy into my life. You have restored something in me, Lord, that has been missing for a long time. Lord, happiness, joy, contentment, Lord, you have made me glad. You have restored something within me, Lord, that has been missing for so long. Only you can do that. We sing it. Come on. So, Father of kindness, you have poured out grace. You brought me out of darkness. You had filled me with peace. Giver of mercy, you're my help in time of need.
Church, aren't you grateful that we get to come into this place and not just into this place, but into his place, wherever he is at. And thank you, Lord, that he is omnipresent. That, Lord, you're everywhere at all times, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're there all the time, Lord, that you're good all the time. That we can rest, Lord, in your peace Rest and be assured, Lord, by your peace that you give us, Jesus. The peace that surpasses anything that we could ever understand, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. We come into this place, Lord, some burdened, Lord, some just celebrating for what's going on in our lives, Lord, but you're still on the throne, Jesus, and we're still thankful for all of it, Jesus, because you're all in control, Lord. You're in control of it all, Lord, and you're so good, Jesus. So we sing from the depth of our heart, Jesus. Because I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. No, my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, come on, lift your voice with us tonight. So my life you have been faithful. Oh yes you have. Oh my life you have been so so good. With every breath that I am able. Oh I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, we're going to sing of your goodness, Jesus. We're going to lift it up tonight, church. Amen. All together say, of your voice. Oh, yeah. You have led me through the fire. And in darkest nights, you were close like no other. Come on, sing it. I've known you as a So, so. 
we come before you just so full of your goodness God not ours but yours we come before you so full of your love God and we thank you for that because your goodness God it has a way of chasing us down Lord your goodness God it has a way of finding us Lord every time Lord though we may run from you though we may though we may just sin though we may fall short Lord your goodness is still there for us God and we thank you for that Lord right now I just want to pray your goodness and mercy, Lord, over, over Pastor Richard, Lord, who is currently in Lubbock. God, I pray that as he goes and sees doctors, God, I pray that your will be done there, Lord. I pray for our brother A.J. Cully, who is uh, struggling with some illness at the, mo- at the moment, Lord. I pray for healing, Lord, in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for the goodness that you offer to every single person that's in here, whether we're in person or online, Gordon, we, and God, we thank you and we praise you for who you are and what you do. It's in your precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey church, in this same spirit of worship, let's turn to our neighbors and greet one another as worship comes to a close tonight.
Well, good evening, church. How are we doing tonight? Man, ain't it great to be in the house of the Lord this evening? Hey, church, if we haven't met, my name is David Sanchez. I'm the youth minister here at New Beginnings Church. And before we get started with anything else, got a couple of quick announcements for you. Uh, church, there's so much going on in the life of New Beginnings this week. Uh, this Friday, we're having mobile food distribution. Uh, food distribution starts at 12 p.m. right at noon, high noon. So if maybe you or someone that you know is in need of a food box, we got fresh groceries for them. All they got to do is drop by right here in New Beginnings Church at 12 p.m. this coming Friday. However, church, we need volunteers. And so if you are maybe new to the church, you're looking for a way to get plugged in, you want to start serving here, I want to highly encourage you. Um, food distribution is a great way to do that. This coming Friday, we have um, this coming Friday for food distribution. If you'd like to volunteer, uh, volunteers need to get here at 10 a.m., all right? So all my volunteers, 10 a.m. for food distribution. And if you actually are coming for the food itself, that's at 12 p.m. this Friday. And church, also on, on uh on Saturday, we have our men's potluck breakfast. Oh, Pastor Chuck with a big amen, because he knows what goes down there. We got bacon on bacon on bacon. We got it all, man. It's so great. At 7.45 in the morning this coming Saturday, gentlemen, I want to invite you all sincerely, and please bring your brothers, bring your cousins, bring your neighbors, bring your nephews, because the things that God does at these that these events are just fantastic. Not only are we going to have some great food, but also uh, we're going to have a word. We're going to have a Bible study there, a bit of a sermon, and just fellowship among men, guys. Iron truly sharpens iron, y'all. And so I want to highly encourage you, 7.45 a.m., it is a potluck breakfast. And so bring your favorite dish, bring your favorite you know, breakfast item. Uh, if I were you, just, just bring more bacon. We can always use more bacon. Am I right, church? So uh, be looking out for that. And also, this Saturday as well is Parents' Night Out. We're so excited about the fact that New Beginnings, uh, the NB Kids does this. Yes, I hear some parents going, woo! It's a great event because, church, we want to serve you the best that we can. And we understand that sometimes that means we need a break from the kids, yeah? I'm not a parent myself, but, I, but I've been around enough parents to know it's helpful, right? And so if you, if you maybe want to drop off your kids with NB Kids this Saturday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. is our parents' night out. Uh, however, it would help us a lot. Please register your kids online. We'd like to feed them. We'd like to take good care of them. We'd like to do all that. And so the, the better we know how many kids are coming, uh, you know, the better prepared we'll be for your kids, of course. And so, uh, and so, my guys, once you were at this men's breakfast on Saturday, you guys can be planning out, like, hey, where are you taking your wife? Where are you taking yours? That way, you know, that's why we do these things, man. I'm so excited for what we got going on. Again, that's Parents' Night Out this Saturday, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. You can register on our website through our app, and you can also get more information by calling our front office. And this coming Sunday, church is also child dedication. This last week, we had, uh, we had bap- our baptism Sunday. This Sunday, we have our child dedication, and I'm just, I'm so excited for this church. It's one of those things where um, basically what happens is you come in, you, you hang out in this room after second service, and you, with your family, with your child, it doesn't have to be a newborn baby, or it could be a little kid, it could even be a teenager, I've seen them uh, done like that. But basically what we're doing is making a public declaration saying that we are dedicating our child to the Lord, and it's a beautiful thing, church, because at least for me, from my perspective, 
seeing how my mother brought God into the parenting relationship made all the difference. I would argue that's why I'm here today, church. So if you haven't had an opportunity to dedicate your child to the Lord, you can register for that also through our app, through our website. You can call our front office. And also, um, we also have some people just walk in after second service. And so if, you, if you're going to be one of those last minute, I mean, go for it. We'll be here after second service this coming Sunday. And church, there's just so many other things going on. And so I want to point you to the, I want to point you to number one, our connect booth right out, uh, or our info desk right out in the mall. It's a nice little podium with our logo on there. Sister Tressa does a great job. Uh, we have little cutouts with all of the events for the entire month, and we update it every month. And so if you haven't dropped by yet, I'd highly encourage you to go over there and get you one of those handouts. And plus, we have all of our flyers for all of our other events, including the ones with the ministries that we've partnered with. And also, church, uh, please check out our website, nbcabq.com. That's where you can um, that's where you can find all these events, and plus you can find sermons and so many other things. Uh, but church, I would just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being a member of New Beginnings Church, and thank you so much for your faithfulness in our tithes and offerings. Uh, church, it's, it's, with, it's because of you guys, because of your faithfulness, that we're able to do all of this from parents' night out, from our child dedication to our this to what we do right now. And so church, thank you for that. If you'd like to give, uh, there's a few ways to do that. The screen behind me has all that for you. You have our text to give. We have our app. We have our, excuse me. We also have our website, nbcabq.com forward slash give. And if you're old school, we got the drop boxes located in all four corners of our sanctuary tonight. And so church, uh, I also wanted to uh, mention, I mentioned during my prayer, pray for Pastor Richard. He's right now in Lubbock, Texas right now. He's going to be seeing a, a specialist for his hip, and so we're praying that God's will be done there, because, man, our pastor, like, man, seeing him walk with that cane, I know, I, I just want that hip to get better, because I can imagine the pain that he's in. So let's continue to pray for our pastor, continue to pray for also our brother A.J. Culley. He is sick. That's why he wasn't here tonight, and so continue to hold each other in prayer, and let's see what God does in our lives. Am I right, church? So church, uh, that's about it for all of our announcements. Would you do me a favor and help me welcome Pastor Chuck Aragon to the pulpit this evening? So Moss has been around me a lot of years, man. Uh, you know, he knows that there's days that I can walk and there's days that I crawl, amen? It all comes with the territory, amen? I just want to thank everybody that's been praying for my wife, uh, we just went through a heavy, heavy surgery in the back, three discs, spacers, and all that, and uh, her healing process is going good, but it's made me into a, a full-time uh, caretaker, too. I never knew what a woman did at home. Every, every morning I wake up, now I tell her, I love you, honey, and she always says, I love you more, and I, yeah, I, I know you do, but I just thank God, you know, I mean, for every man, the Bible said it is good that a man separates from his mother and father and join with his wife and become one. And I'll tell you what, I thank God for my wife. I thank God for my family church here. I want you to know that anytime I walk in this church, I feel loved. And that's an important thing to do, you know, because family has to love each other. If we don't love each other, why are we hanging out together? Amen? You know, down at God's warehouse, we just left there about an hour and a half ago and this young girl walked in, 
and she was wearing sandals. This girl's probably about 18 years old. I've been dealing with her for about a week now. Hopefully tomorrow we get her in rehab. She was wearing sandals, no shoes, no socks, no nothing, no jacket. And uh, we thank God that we released the youth. Yep, that we, the youth is released. Amen. Go, 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 go. Amen. Thank God for the youth. Let's give youth the hand. Amen. There, oh, there's more? Thank you, Jesus. Look at that army. Army of God, man. Praise God. Amen. But, you know, it, it, it was a sad thing. I'm talking about a youth. I'm talking about a young girl. And we've been talking to her. And, and, and one thing I've learned about love and the fruits of the Spirit, which we're going to get into in a bit, is that you have to get to know somebody to really feel what they feel. Amen? Uh, one, one beautiful thing about God's warehouse is that I sit and I eat with all of them. I, I don't preach from a pulpit. I, I, I sit down and we eat with them and I preach from there and pray with them. Amen? And God gave us that wisdom a long time ago. But the reality about it is to build trust. Because when you eat with people, you trust them. Amen? But I've always noticed that they feed me first and they look at the food does me wrong and then they get it. Amen? But the beautiful thing about the... Uh, the homeless population, when they sit down to eat, they're not looking at Facebook. I mean, they're actually talking, they're actually communicating, they're actually, you know, sharing love with each other, amen? And, and that's a beautiful thing because it, it, it's like a, the Pastor David said, uh, old school, amen? You know, a lot of us grew up with, uh, with, with no cell phones. A lot of us grew up with uh, beepers, uh, especially drug dealers, you know what I mean? I had 10 of them. But... Uh, the reality is uh, technology has changed our ways, amen? But one of the greatest things that I grew up with that I loved in my Christian walk was WWJD, amen? What would Jesus do, amen? And, and you know, I don't know why it disappeared. I don't know if the devil got it. I, I don't know why that, that great saying, what would Jesus do, disappeared from our lives, amen, as Christians, amen? Amen. Uh, so, you know, I really asked myself, uh, all week long I've been studying the word, what to bring here, and God always brings up to me, what would I do, Chuck? Amen? And I studied the walk of Christ very strong. I'm going 33 years with the Lord. You know, 17 years federal prison and the rest being out here now. But one thing I've learned is that I've always had to judge myself, what would Jesus do in a situation? Amen? I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> when, when I was in the world, I drove by the homeless and I drove by uh, people who were walking the streets and that and, you know, get off my way. Amen? I got places to go. I got hustles to do. Let me go and spend my money and do whatever I want to do. I had no feelings for others. Amen? And, and, and that's not where God wants us at. You know, that's the world. The walk of a child of God is to love those that no one else loved. Amen? The thing I love about Jesus Christ is that he ate with the scums. I mean, the Pharisees said, does he not know he's eating with scums? You know, and every time I walk in, in, in God's warehouse and I sit down and I said, you know what? Who are these religious freaks that they call a human being a scum? Amen? But you know what? The reality is Christ came back at them and said, uh, I did not come for them that, that are well. I came for them that are sick. Amen? And I want to tell you, Albuquerque, I want to tell you, 
Albuquerque sick right now with the blue demon, the fentanyl. I have never seen a drug in my life that the actual movie Zombies is being lived on the streets. Amen? I have never seen nobody smoke that blue pill. They, they put in aluminum foil. They crush it. Cost costs $5 a pill. They crush it. They have a little metal pipe, and they have a lighter, and they smoke it. And they smoke it every, every as much as they could. And, and I called a meeting of, of a bunch of people that were using it. I said, what are you guys doing, man? I mean, uh, you know, I have, I have three outside, two outside toilets at God's warehouse. And that's the headquarters for them going in to smoke it, to get out of wind. So I asked, why, why are you living this lifestyle? You know, what is wrong? And they told me that the detox is every 30 minutes. In other words, they start getting sick every 30 minutes. That's why you'll see them with a pipe. They, they don't let the pipe go, and they don't let the, uh, the lighter go, amen? But you know what? It's our job as the children of God to spread the fruits of the Spirit, amen? Uh, it's us to be an example, and that's an important thing about it. We have to be. You say how many children walked out of this place? We have to be the example in our homes as well as the church at our work and everywhere else that this is the way a Christian should live, amen? And, and you know, that's where the Lord brought me. And I want to go to First Peter right now. First Peter chapter 1, 15 and 16, amen? Amen? <laughs> I don't hear anything here. Amen. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct. Because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fee. In reverence, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from the fathers. You know, what's real important to understand is that we're called to be holy. And I'm no holier than anybody in here. I'm not a holy roller. You know what I mean? I'm a hallelujah. But the reality is, is that living a holy life takes work. Amen? <laughs> because we all have habits. And, and God was dealing with me with the hidden sins. Amen? My hidden sin, unfortunately, right now, my wife reminds me every morning, I, I get a hot, hot cup of coffee, sit at the table, have my Bible out. She, I live in Edgewood. She runs away, Edgewood, you got to go get the newspaper down the hill. So I got to go, have you got the paper yet? Yeah, okay, here I go. So I get the paper, come in. But the next thing I do is I have a load of cookies in front of me. And she says, don't eat those cookies. And I'm dipping them out. My hidden sin, sugar, right? You know, uh, you know, and yeah, it, it's a sin because it's gluttony, man. Once those cookies are in front of me, I'll, it's on. You know what I mean? But that's all right. She, she recognizes it in me, and I have to recognize it, and I have to deal with it, and I haven't dealt with it. So you're not alone, amen? A lot of people call uh, the hidden sin, the addiction, alcohol, drugs, uh, uh, gambling, and that. But reality is we all have hidden sins. And, and what's crazy is that the children are really looking at us, amen? Uh, when I sit down with the homeless, we feed 300 people a night, seven days a week. 300 people are walking through there starving, man. And when I'm looking through the cameras and we're not open, I see people come up to the trash cans and grab whatever they can get, amen? 
you know, I have uh, Nacho lives there, and Steve lives there, and, and they have RBs. Those RBs are putting out food 24-7. And a lot of people say, ah, that's codependent. You're codependency. Hey, you know what? You're hungry. You're going to eat. Amen? I don't care who you are. You're starving. You're going to eat. So why shouldn't they eat too? Amen? But the reality is, 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 is that it goes back to holiness. And holiness is caring about your neighbor. Amen? What does Jesus Christ say? Uh, what is the number one commandment? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, and all thy soul. And to love your neighbor as yourself, right? Uh, people, the homeless are our neighbors. We're all neighbors here together, amen? And in reality, we're all made in the image of God. It has nothing to do with, with the color of the skin or the culture or the color, the, the way your hair is or where you were brought up. No, it all comes down to this, is that we were all put here for a mission, and once, and once we got born again, the mission is a new mission. We become a new creation. Old things fall behind us. Amen? They're behind us. And you know what? Them, them prejudices and those hates that you had, let me tell you what. When you become a Christian, God's going to have you ministering to those kind of people. Amen? Because you know what? Somebody ministered to you. And that's your job. We have to learn how to minister to each other. Amen? Uh, this the church is not a Wednesday and Sunday, hallelujah, worship God, hallelujah, you know, no. That is not, that is not the job of the church, amen? Christ brought us into this world and saved us from the world that we may go out and save others, amen? And you know what? I don't care if it's at work. I don't care if it's at a football game. I don't care if it's at a Lobo football game and you're pissed off because you know that Lobo football team is bad. <laughs> but thank God for our basketball team, right? And, you know, there's nothing wrong with having idolatry in your life, right? You know how many of us spend how much money on jerseys? You know what I mean? We spend whatever we want. But how many of us are spending on Bibles and giving them out, amen? And that's part of holiness, sharing it. If somebody didn't share with me in that, in that jail, in El Paso County Jail, two alcoholics from Juarez and told me that Jesus loves me, I would have never come to Christ. And you know what? When I came to Christ, I put on my, my, my army boots for Jesus, and I've been fighting the war ever since. Amen? And, you know, and I love it. I love it. A lot of people, the other day, you know, I have people to donate money. And the other day they said, are you at God's warehouse every day? I said, yeah, I love it. It's my home, my second home. My daughter told me today, this is your second home, huh, Dad? I said, no, it is, you know. But you know Why? When I lay in bed, I have been an example to others that it's okay to be sober. And I'm here to tell you, church, it's okay to be sober. You know what I mean? Don't, don't lift the spirits of the lying devil to try to quench the wounds that you have in it. It's not going to work. You know, backsliding is a tough thing, right? I've been there. I went to Ned's on a happy hour. Happy hour used to be on Tuesday nights and Ned's on Rio Grande, right? And we show up. And there would be a table of the Christian backsliders. And I was on there. I'd be sitting on there, right? And all we did was complain about, we don't belong here. Can I have another shot? You know what I mean? The reality is, is it's like pa Pastor Richard said. Confess your sin to Christ, you know, and confess to other men. Get help. Get prayer life. And you know what? Your sin will be forgiven and you're put back in the position. But if you're not, you know, how many people... I was very fortunate because I was always loud as a kid in Little League, right? And we didn't have Little League where I grew up. It was Sanko. And we, our teams were at the community centers. 
but we were bad. I mean, we were good players. But I wasn't one of the best, you know. But there was a guy by the name, his name is Coach, Coach Ray Otero. And he went and picked up all-stars from all the, high, all the junior high schools in the Valley. And uh, from uh, all of them, Polk, Harrison, Washington. And then he got me. And I was from Lincoln. Same size, big old dude playing right field. You know, you know when you're a big guy, when they put you on right field. Amen? Right field is for big men. Stay out of there. But I had enthusiasm. I'd be screaming. I'd be throwing my gloves, high fives and all that. And you know what? Because I entered the battle to win the game. Amen? And I'm telling you what, people. If you're not in the battle to win souls, you're missing on a blessing. The Bible says, blessed is the man and the woman that wins souls. Amen? Anyway, it also talks about the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? We're going to go to John 15. John 15, 1 says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Amen? Hey, that's, that's Jesus talking. In other words, you didn't become a Christian to say, hallelujah, I'm saved. No. You became a Christian to start bearing fruit, man. We need to go out there and feed, you know, moving the edge. I've been a city boy all my life. The only time I lived in, in ranches and that, I was stashing thousands of pounds of pot, hiding. But all of a sudden, I ended up in Edgewood. My wife finally talked me to Let's get out of the city, honey. Ay, 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 ay. I like my McDonald's. I like all the way. Edgewood has a McDonald's, right? But me, by going there, my wife was a farmer girl, right? And uh, the trees were dead. Apple trees, cherry trees, peach trees. And she got out there and started working, pruning. And, and we got so many apples but she taught me about that scripture that she had to work on the trees. She had to water the trees. She had to water the flowers. She had to water the grass. We had to work. And she does. I say she because he's the gardener, right? And now the latest thing is, honey, for my birthday, I want a chicken coop. Oh, God. But then when I went and saw the prices of eggs, I said, yeah, let's get one, right? You know what I mean? Wisdom. But the reality is this, is I learned a lot. You learn a lot moving to the country. You really do. In the city, everything's provided. But when you get to the city, when you get to the country, I mean, there's some wood got to be cut. There's got wood that got to be burnt. There's a lot of things going on. Then I have five dogs. And I'll tell you what, you know when your dogs love you? When it's midnight and they kick the door down and all of them jump on bed with you. They love you. And, and I tell my wife, why did you come here and lay with me? Because she... She has to sleep in a separate bed with her back and stuff. So then the dogs, I guess they feel sorry for me, but they all can come and lay with me. And, and, and then I found the scripture, blessed is a man that loves his animals. All they want to do, you know why they love me? Because I'm the one that puts the food under the table. You know what I mean? I learned the movia. And that's the same thing, same thing with the Christianity. A lot of us say we love the Lord. And why do we love the Lord? Lord, I need this. Almighty God, I need that. Father, I need a home. Father, I need a car. Father, I need a job. Father, I need this. But reality is he, he'll give you all your needs if you seek his kingdom. Amen? And, and that's reality. And right here on John 15, you are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. And as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself 
unless it abides in a vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You know, how do you abide in Christ? How do you abide in Christ? Reading the word, drawing close to God. I wake up three times a night and I pray. You know, three times a night I'm woken up. Been going on since I, Jesus Christ came in my life. I wake up in the middle of the night and I pray. I prayed every night for my wife, you know, with, with the surgery. It was a heavy surgery. I pray every night for Pastor Richard because I know what he's going through right now. I pray every night for the homeless family because I know they're cold tonight. I pray every night for my church family because I know they love me and I love them. If you love someone, you pray for them. You know what? Don't, don't, the baddest words in the world, and Pastor Richard brought it up the other day, go to hell. You know what I mean? Christ died on that Christ that none shall perish, but that all shall be saved. Amen? Uh, you know, and that's an important thing. But how can somebody be saved if they're not told about the gospel? That's why I invite all of you to God's world. You don't even have to come inside. Just sit outside and you'll find so many people you can pray with. You know what? There's a lost generation out there. And if we don't go and save them in the name of Jesus Christ, they're going to die. But I'll tell you one thing about God's warehouse. Every night we eat, we do the sinner's prayer. I got a memorial wall now, man. It started off with two people. It's got over 40 people on it now. And, but you know what? When I look at them, I smile because I know they've all been saved. Amen? And that's an important thing, man. There's nothing worse than going to a funeral of a family member or a friend and say, man, I, I didn't share God with them, man. I didn't share and that's an important thing that we share. That's part of it. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? We're going to go ahead and go right now to Galatians. The fruit of the Spirit. Amen? We're going to go to Galatians 6. Not 6, 5. 5, 16. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lust, what's lust? Want. Yeah, I want that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I want that cookie. Yeah, yeah. You know. And, and you know, when I talk about cookies, it's funny, but uh, today, uh, under the construction, showed up and laid about 30, 40 boxes of little bitty bites, right? And Nacho, Nacho got the, the card, and we stashed them behind the stage, amen? And uh, we make sure we have ours, and then it goes out, amen? But the reality is lust is something that your flesh wants but really doesn't need, amen? And it battles against the spirit. Uh, you know, we have to really be careful of the music we listen to. I promoted, I pro you know, you guys heard my testimony. I promoted under the name of Satan. I was satanic productions, and I promoted. I promoted hard. I was young, walk up and down Central, come to the party, come to the party, drugs and alcohol. And I sold out all the time. And then one time, God, a riot, and we were frying on mushrooms, and the riot police got me, right? But years later, when I was in prison, and I had become a Christian, Christ came to me on, on a dream and said, I was going to take you out that day, that night. But I knew there's another plan for you. And you know what? A plan of good and not of bad. And I thank God that he gave me that chance. Amen? And I'm telling you right now, man, that hidden sin 
is stopping you from getting your blessings. Amen. That lust, that hidden lust, that hidden lust called a stronghold. A stronghold, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, the devil made me, the devil tempted me today. The devil made me do it. No, it's your homeboy that you got stashed in your back, in your back of your heart. Amen? Your homegirl. Don't be blaming the devil for everything. It's the flesh. It's what you like. You know, that's a reality, man. It's a reality. Sin is fun in the flesh. But you know what? What is, what is the reward? The reward of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. And death don't mean uh, you're going to die. I see with the homeless population, all them people are separated from their family because they chose craziness. And they're, they're in a death state. They're walking around in zombie state. And they're separated from their families. Amen? But you know what it takes? It takes someone to hug them and say, you have another family. We hug so many people at God's warehouse and show so much love. And I tell them, I said, we love you. You have family. We're with you. You know, and then, of course, we work and we bring them back. I mean, the ministries work together. I mean, Renee and Tomas and, and under construction and U-Turn. We feed almost uh, 15 ministries every Monday and Tuesday with food to take out to the streets. Uh, you know, we give it out. And it goes out. But it, they always get a sermon. For man cannot live by food alone, but by every word of God that comes out of his mouth. Amen. If you're not reading the word, you're not preparing. You know, Paul, Paul really talked a lot about it. Quit drinking the milk, man. Quit eating the cookies like me. It's time to drink black coffee and get out there. Amen. And become, become the man and woman that God has called us to be. Amen. It's easy to be in the comfort zone. I live in the mountains, man. I can sit outside and, and watch them pine trees all day long and my dogs run, barbecue steak, do whatever I want. I'm in an area where nobody can see me. I could take a line. I could take a shot. But you know what? Let me tell you something. God is watching you. There's nothing hidden from the Lord. And here we go. Amen. Now the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery. Man, it's quiet in here. Fornication. <laughs> Uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. The other day, uh, you know, when you have a wife, you know, and you haven't been with one for a long time. <laughs> Honey, you got hairs in your nose. What? Let me get those hairs, you know. And, and you know, and she really wants to, like, make sure I go out okay and be praying. So I let her do her thing, right? And I used to get really, really hurt because she would see all the wrong things I do. But then I realized, and a lot of people get mad when you are corrected, that people really care for you. You know, they want to take care of you. You know, like when she tells about the cookies, it ain't that she don't want me to enjoy myself. She wants me to live longer with her, amen? But the reality is we got to quit having that, that little thing about me. I'm a grown man. Don't tell me what to do. I'm a grown woman. Don't tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. This is my body. This is my mind. Nobody's, nobody's paying for what I do. I'm paying for myself. 
No, God is watching them. And you know what? That's why he put the fruits of the Spirit. Contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions. You know, one thing that's crazy, the Bible says when you become an adult, you put childish things behind you. I don't know how many have used, but a user is a total child. Why? It's all about me. My stash, that's mine, mine. Give me my stash, give me my pipe. Give me the lighter, give me the foil. That's mine, 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 mine. You know what? When we become Christians, we are no longer a child. We are an adult. You know, today I was honored because I got my text of how much money I put in the church by mistake, but I did it. But I don't know how many received the text today. You have given this much to New Beginnings. And I looked at it, and I said, man, that's cool that I'm helping my, build my church. Amen? The building fund. It was many years ago that pa Pastor Richard asked us to give to the building fund, and we're still building. We need a kitchen. We need to finish the building, and it's going to come. But we have to keep donating. Amen? And that's one thing good. Remember, that money was loaned to you to help the kingdom. I mean, every day at God's warehouse, I get a few bucks, and I pass it. And sometimes, you know, I never give them a big amount, but I'll give them some, and they work. But every time I have ever passed money to homeless, I've gotten more. Money comes in, you know what I mean? And that's a reality. The more you cannot outgive God. And we have those selfish ambitions. Well, this year, I want to make, it's like me and my daughter, man. I, I, I just, when I was in the world, we bought a 1980 Corvette. And I mean, I bought it, and, my, and I took it right down. Brand new Corvette, I took it down to, uh, this was in Orange County. I took it down to the Corvette uh, Center in, in Orange County. Brand new ride, had them repaint it. Had them put the Lamborghini kit on it. Had put the, I dipped my rims in gold, right? So anyway, the father-in-law died. He wanted it, so I gave it to him. He passed away, and my daughter said, we got to keep that. That's a legacy. So the family uh, decided to sell it to me for six grand, right? And it's so beautiful, but it was an idol, but it's my daughter's legacy. But then I think to myself, how much money did I blow on that ride that I could have done other things with? Amen? But the reality is sometimes we buy things that we don't need, people. We keep things. We hoard things. I'm a hoarder. How many here are hoarders? I knew everybody's a hoarder. Everybody's a hoarder. Yesterday, I cried. I grabbed all my old tennis shoes, and I grabbed some old clothes. I'm bunching my clothes in the bag. It's going to God's warehouse. Then I took it down. And you know how many people I saw walk outside with shoes, my shoes, in the last two days? About seven people wearing brand-new tennis shoes that I just bought. You know what I mean? And guess what? The girls bought me some new tennis shoes. I got new tennis shoes out of it, right? And it, and it made me feel guilty because why should I share what I'm not using with them that are in need. Amen? Heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, it ain't like anybody is, is short of of, of sin. Nobody's perfect, right? We all fall short. But it's when you continue practicing the lifestyle. Amen? You know, it, it's easy. 
It's easy to hide things. It's easy to hide things from, from a human being. But the spirit of God that dwells in you, you can put them into mourning. Amen? And how do you know when you're mourning with God? How do you know? You know when you're mourning? It's when the peace of God has left you. How many have ever felt the peace of God leaving? Man, it's a sad, sad situation, man. Because you won't lose your salvation, but what you lose is the peace of God, man. It is scary. It is scary. But what's good is our God is the God of second chance, amen? And he gives us a lifestyle that we can live. And this is the lifestyle, amen? The fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, being faithful to your partner, being faithful to your children, being faithful to your family, being faithful to God, being faithful to your church, amen? Gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us all walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. You know what? Everybody has a gift from God, people. All of us are called. Uh, me, you know, me being up here, Pastor Richard being up here, pastors or leaders and that, they're called to leadership. But that doesn't make it that we're more of favor than God. That makes it that we get judged more harsher. You know what I mean? I mean, leadership is not an easy thing. You know, Pastor Richard's my friend. I call him up and I talk to him, you know, and laugh with him. And one thing that man always tells me, I want you to know your love, man. And you know, that meant so much to me. Because when I came in this church, I came in from a halfway house and fell on that floor and gave myself to God again here. And God gave me a vision to come here. I didn't know what was going to happen in my life. I didn't choose homeless ministry. I just did what God told me to do. Amen? And you know why? Because I didn't have that selfishness. I want to go back in prisons. And I can go back now. But I mean, I wanted to do all that, but God had another plan. And I'm telling you, God has another plan for you. Don't think that your plans and your dreams are over. Don't give up on your dreams and your plans. Bring it to the Lord. All those that are in homes, all those that are, that are in men's homes, all those that are in women's homes, all of them that are, that are in whatever situation you're in, don't think life is over, man. Because guess what? God is just starting your new life, amen? You are a new creation. You've got to understand. Live by the fruits of the Spirit and let the Spirit lift you up. How do I know? He did it for me. I came out homeless. I came out with no family. I came out with no vehicle. I came out with nothing, but I had God, and I made God a promise. And when you make God a promise, keep your promise, and God will give you the tools to make it. And all of a sudden, you'll be at peace, and you'll be a joy, and you'll be living the fruits of the Spirit. I live with total, total integrity at God's warehouse. You know why? Because if I went and hit up on one of them girls on Central, you know how quick they come back at me, the devil? Oh, big dogs, though, they're trying to score, trying to get one of us here on the street. No. And you know what? They respect me. They have never come up to me and offered themselves to me, because, and they trust me. And you know why? Because I live by the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? And you know, it's not easy to live by the fruits. Nothing is easy, easy but things that are impossible to us are possible to God. Amen? Impossible to us. 
Nothing is impossible for them that are children of God. God made this earth for you and me. God made this earth for us to be a light in a dark place. God made this earth for us to be a salt. I love salt too. I'm strung out too. Oh, I'm strung out so many days. Little by little by little. At least I quit the cocaine. I quit the exit. I quit the <laughs> But Jesus. Amen. You know what I mean? Little by little, we quit everything, right? But I'll tell you what, it's so good to be sober. It's so good to be straight. It's so good to wake up Christmas Day and you're not all hungover. Where's that manudo? Where's that manudo? It's nice to open up your Bible every morning and have a relationship with a God that loves you. It's nice that you haven't thrown blows with your wife fist to fist because you were messed up on whiskey, huh? You know what I mean? There's good things in, in living the fruits of the Spirit. And you know, one thing I just want to bring up to my family. You're my family. Love never fails. Love never fails. And by love, it means, you know what? Don't give up on family members. Don't give up on the junkie. Don't give up on the cokehead. Don't give up on the tweaker. Don't give up on whatever lifestyle somebody might be living that you're mad about. It's okay to be angered, but prayer changes things. Amen? I know, because my mother and my grandma prayed for me. And you want to see one messed up rascal, it was me. I mean, there's books written about me by the FBI. I mean, I was bad, notorious, didn't care, hated authority. And guess what God did for me? Changed my whole thought pattern. Now I love them that no one loves. And you know why I love them? Because they love me. It's nice to be loved. And you know, it's like them dogs. I told you about my dogs. They're all rescue dogs. People abandoned them all over. All my dogs are rescue dogs. And they appreciate it, that I love them. And I appreciate that they love me. And if, and if an animal can love me, how can you not love me? How can you not love your family member? How can you not love each other? You know, put things behind. This is 2023. You know, lay the burden down on the altar. Lay it down. Get rid of it. It ain't going to change it anyway. You know one thing cool about prison? The greatest thing you get in prison is a letter. And if you can't, if you can't communicate with family members, write the letter, man. You freak out. I remember getting the letters. Oh, my God. You keep the letters. They're all stashed, man. You got all your letters all perfect. You read them all. Oh, yeah. She loves me. You know what I mean? And, and God, you know what's cool about God? He's the God of reconciliation. And that's what I tell the homeless. It's not over. And you know what I love about the homeless? Is they listen. When they're eating, they're looking at me, you know. And, 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 and I'm feeding them. I don't never get on a pulpit. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the table with them. And they're listening. And you know what's cool about it? A lot of them have changed. Not all of them are on the wall. There's some that have come to me and said, there's a lot in here that got married and got met in there. A lot of them have come to me and say, I'm sober and I'm working, Pastor. I got an apartment. Man, that, that makes it all worth the while, amen? Because if somebody didn't care for me when, when, I, when, when they were writing articles in, in the newspapers about me, somebody didn't care enough for me, where would I be? I'd be in hell. But somebody cared for me. And I just want, I just want to encourage you. The one that you think doesn't, well, the black sheep that will never make it, encourage them. They'll make it. 
All they need is love. And you know what? I just feel the love in the house. Amen? I want to open up, man. I want to open up the altar, and I want to call, call you up here, man, to, to just lay the hidden sin down at the altar, man. Don't let the hidden sin take you away from your blessings. Many of you are asking, why isn't God listening to me? Why ain't I hearing my prayer? The hidden sin, man. It's hidden, but it's not hidden from God. But God also knows the heart. Amen? There's not only hidden sin, there's a blessing on you. Do not have fear. Do not have fear to lay it to God and to thank God for the love that he has put in your heart. Amen? I'm going to call anybody up here, prayer warriors, and need prayer. Uh, rededicate yourself to the Lord. Lay your sins down. Or you know what? Or keep them in you, and you, you'll see how 2023 treats you. But God loves you, man. God loves you, man. There's nothing hidden, man. God loves you, and that's an important aspect of it. Amen? Don't stay away. You know, lay it down now and start 2023 with a new heart, with the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus! Father God, Lord, I just thank you. Come and pray for him, warriors. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your love, Lord, for the fruit of the Spirit, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for touching my heart. Who am I, Lord, for you forgiving me and changing my life and putting me in a position where I speak your word? I know you're the God of love and the God of change and the God of strength. I pray for all of them that are coming up now, Lord. You know what is needed in their hearts, Lord. Take that hidden sin away from them, Lord. Only you can deliver the people that are hurting, Lord. You, only you can deliver them that have the secret sin in their heart. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that you touch them that are out here that are still dealing with the, with the shame of their sin. Father, let them know, Lord, that you know it anyway, Lord. We lay it on the altar, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, that you're the God, Lord, that forgives and reconciles us to the Father. And we thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for all that you have planned for us this year. For your plans are good and not bad. I pray blessings over the families them that are having children this year. Father, they call this a bad generation. I call it a blessed generation. And I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for the strength to, to come out, Lord, and be the man and the woman you have called us to be. Tug at the hearts, Lord. And we thank you for them that have come, Lord. Accept our repentance in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the church said, amen. Hallelujah. Remember, God loves you, and we love you too. Amen.
From the moment that I wake 